0: David, how are you? Freezing cold. It's so cold in LA.
1: Freezing cold. Freezing cold. I, uh, I've, I'm layering. Uh, uh, the dog wants a walk. I, it's, it's simply too cold.
0: It's too cold. And are you, are you in a cardigan right now?
1: I am in a uh, what is called a work shirt. A work shirt.
0: Got it. Got it. Got it. I can't, a heavy I make denim it out work it.
1: shirt. Yeah, you're in a hoodie. We're keeping cozy. Uh, we're getting through it. If this we're- last year has taught us anything, it's that, you know, you just get through it one step at a time.
0: While we are tucked in cozy and, and trying not to freeze, I believe by the time this airs, we will have seen the real world reunion, right?
1: Episode one of it. Yeah. Yeah. It is, I believe a six episode series. How is that all? Um, yeah, I think so. Maximum for Paramount Plus, which was CBS All Access. By the way, I'm now I cut the cord a year ago. I thought I was uh, really smart. I'm paying twice what I used to pay for Directv. I yeah. have one bajillion uh, little tiny subscriptions that super add up. I'm about to have to add HBO Max because I thought that it came it like I guess I got a one month free something. Now I got to do it because it's a sin. You need it. That's fifteen bucks. Wow, plus is five bucks. Can't not have that.
0: That's mandatory.
1: Um, It's you know, we're it's it's adding up is all I'm saying. But now about to add Paramount Plus. I am so excited. I am nuclear level excited for the real world reunion. Talk me through your I
0: I've just been dying to ask you about this because I read a thing in the New York Times last weekend about it Mm -hmm. and learned to me the most alarming piece of information is that Eric is in the show but does not enter the loft. And they couldn't say why other than that it was not by his choice. Do you know this? I don't
1: know anything about this, no.
0: So, I, they, you know, they all it's the original cast all returning to uh-huh. their original loft, same loft they lived in in New York. And I'm assuming they all lived there for filming. But either way, they film in the loft. Yeah. But Eric, uh, oh, it says something like he only got as far as a hotel room. And then did not set foot into the loft for film. So I'm like, so is he not in the show? Is he like zooming in? I I, I don't know if he was exposed to COVID or if someone wouldn't let him in for some reason. I I was hoping that you would have intel on this.
1: I have nothing but speculation. So here it is. Um, He strikes me. I don't know if this is true, but this is a guy who strikes me as someone who became very famous all at once. Um, for being famous, and then got to do the grind, and then I think I don't know, but it feels a bit like the wheels came off a tiny bit, and so the 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 little bit of like internet stalking that I've done over the years makes me believe that he like lives on top of a mountain in Hawaii and drinks his own urine., hey. like I get that impression, okay that it's just that it's like psychedelic mushrooms and nuts and berries and his own urine and and there's like uh probably like a life coach element to it um and i i can picture him not wanting to there there's some spiritual but also health reason that maybe he didn't want to come into the to the hmm. larger group
0: well he said that it was not by his choice so someone oh. from production or someone else from the cast or some there was another, some external reason that he could not, although maybe if it was his, you know, um, like higher spirit that, that, that was not, you know, insisting that he, he did it. It was not yeah. by his choice. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Anyway. Interesting. Yeah. No, I don't
1: know. But by the time this drops, we will know. I'm, I can't wait.
0: Was the grind, did it come and go before your time at MTV? Or was yeah, it, still going yeah, it okay. was,
1: it was gone. Um, it, it turned into, no, it
0: came from
1: club MTV and then something like that happened that was called the daily burn. Yeah. That was like the grind plus fitness with Michael Bergen, who, if you live in studio city, as I do, you will see on benches as a, uh, a real estate, uh, a realtor. Of course. Of course. The the classic trajectory, Uh, but yeah, no, I never, I never got to, uh, I never got to experience the grind up close. Mm. Never met Eric either. Never
0: crossed paths with him, huh?
1: Yeah, Norm. Of course, we see once in a blue moon. I've been on Heather's show on Sirius a time or two. She is always a good hang. Um, Andre apparently still lives out here and plays in a bluegrass band. Uh, And then there's the other ones. I'm so excited. So
0: excited. Catch up with old friends. Catching up with old friends. And by the way, yes, you must get on your HBO max subscription immediately because we are almost finished with it's a sin. Mm -hmm. And I know you are buckling up for the process, but we have to talk. We'll, we'll fully dive in once you have gotten a chance to see it. But I just want, I just want to make sure people are watching. And and I want to say, do you to anybody who is who is like hesitant because we're already living through hell and it's like you know I can only handle one pandemic at a time
2: mm-hmm.
0: I will say like overall it is a very joyful viewing experience okay. there are some real wallops of profound sadness of course because mm-hmm. I'm sure everybody knows this but it is um, about the AIDS crisis in the 80s set in London but it's just... Um, beautiful, and the perfect
1: soundtrack. Uh, I I mean I know I know how for me it is. Yeah. I I will tell you what I am right now. I am standing on the edge of the high dive. I know it's going to be. I know I'm going to enjoy it. Yeah. But I'm scared of it, and and I'm like I I'm just putting it off. I'm being a baby about it. Maybe tonight. Maybe tonight.
0: I can't wait to hear your take. Um, I. Yeah, and in the meantime, I don't know, I we watched Bad Land, that was great. I'm yeah. fully obsessed with Alan V. Farrow. Um mm-hmm. and Keenan. Everybody please watch Keenan on NBC. Yeah, Keenan's great. Keenan is so much fun. Congratulations again. I mean, thank you. Uh I just need uh to make sure people are watching it so that I can have a job.
1: Continue There's to eat two. food. Um and the thing that I am most excited about is a uh, a documentary that our guest this week is making right yes. now. She talks about it in this episode. And I think you will agree, listener, that it is all any of us wants to see. Yep. Um, about a, uh, a lesbian cruise that goes right into a hurricane. Sale of the century. Paige about- Hurwitz. Paige Hurwitz is a comedian. She is a uh, a producer. Um, She and Wanda Sykes have a production company called Push It that has done some great stuff. Um, She was, as we talk about in this episode, uh, the last person I worked with before the pandemic. We were working on a a documentary around uh, the Netflix uh, Comedy Festival. It was a documentary about uh, about queer people in comedy. Um, I was a researcher on it and it was so fascinating. We were so excited to do it. And then day by day in the office, it was like, we keep hearing this story. I wonder if, I wonder if this is bad. And it, the news uh, was indeed bad. And everything has been pushed. So um, it, it, you, it will see the light of day. But I will always um, associate Paige Hurwitz <laughs> with uh,
0: the apocalypse. Um, but that doesn't mean she's not delightful. She is so delightful. And as I said to her, like, there's no other way to say it. She's just so fun to listen to. Yeah. So I'm excited for people uh, to listen to this episode. Uh, Without further ado, Paige Hurwitz.
1: Friends, we are back with Paige Hurwitz. Paige.
3: Hi, guys. Finally. I know,
1: right? The great, the legendary <laughs> Paige Hurwitz, who we have wanted from the beginning. It's We have done a courtship that has been years long. Yeah.
0: Truly. Yeah. <laughs> Never pursued anybody this hard, even in my romantic life. You know? <laughs> I'm honored. And that is how, how it should I'm be. I'm honored.
1: And yet, here we are. Now, before we get into it. I, we should just, just point out, let's just put it on Front Street. One year ago today,
2: mm-hmm.
1: Paige, you and I were in a production office mm-hmm. in Glendale. That's
3: right. Oh,
1: yeah. Working on a, my, uh, a on documentary. On my
3: dream project. Go ahead.
1: On your uh, yeah. dream projects, On your mm-hmm. dream project. A documentary. Um, and we started to get some news reports <laughs> that indicated that it might soon be a good idea to not... Be in offices for a short period. Yeah,
3: we of time. We, we started to hear rumblings about people falling yes.
2: ill.
3: People falling yeah. ill. Yeah.
1: Yes, people being overcome with with sickness.
0: And you thought that's a shame. Maybe we'll we'll have to pause for a couple days and then resume. That is. Right. Exactly That's what right. we thought. We thought, well, maybe
1: you know, there's there's some of the stuff that can be done from home. Um, I remember <laughs> we were all in the office, and there was a news, a presidential news conference yes, yes. about it. <laughs> that we all sat and watched, trembling with rage. Um, I remember um, you, Paige, really being among the first people in my life to be like this is not a joke like this is you know we knew that there was a thing but I I think we all had like you know memories of h1 n1 right. and things like that that are that are in the news but that don't necessarily become right
3: as think, big a
1: deal as I, as I think they someone
3: say. even made a SARS joke and uh, uh, maybe and, like it would, yeah. it, no one really the the gravity of it hadn't hit at all like it was just like right. oh. There's there's a mystery illness. Uh, I guess yeah. we'll we'll take a few days to work at home. <laughs> I guess we'll take a few days.
1: And uh, and you have someone you you have someone in your family who's who's in public health. My
3: is mother. Your, my mother is a doctor mother, right. of public health. Um, yeah. But I will tell you, sadly, my stepfather, who was also he was a, he was a, a physician, he um, died of COVID in April. So. Yeah. So thank you. But, and it it was like, when I think back to that time, I was just thinking about it the other day because, um, you know, we had assembled a nice little team to put together this really cool sort of uh, concert documentary um, historical piece um, that's uh, that I've been wanting to do for years. And finally it was happening. And we put together, like, I was so happy with our little group and we were just plugging away and it was really happening. And then like Netflix put out a press release about it. And then literally like three or four days later, we, we heard this news and, and it was like, Oh, well, all right, let's just stop down. And I remember Trish, Trish, who was working with us? She was yeah. kind of like, "Oh, Paige, like <laughs> you know, we'll we'll just keep our distance. We'll stay in our own little offices. Right. It's fine, yeah. our office. And and so, but I I just I knew from growing up with a public health doctor, it's like, ah, eh, this probably isn't something to mess around with. Let's just you know right. close down for a while, and then we'll come back and and yeah. then to think all that's happened since then like and to, to remember how naive we were in that moment is is Absolutely. such a bizarre thing to to recall like we were just kind of like yeah. laughing about it and like ah hee. hee. Um, but you know, this, this will blow over in a couple of weeks and we'll be fine. Mm -hmm. And, you Mm -hmm. know, then literally like a month later, I lost my stepfather. And then of course now 500,000 Americans have died, uh, and millions of people around the world. It's just, it's insane when you really think about it. We were just trying to make a little, a little comedy project. That's all. a That's comedy all.
2: documentary,
1: which we will, oh, we will. Let's have But, but I remember um, getting the the message that, and this was late February, early March by this time. But getting the message that uh, L.A. Pride had been right. canceled, and we were all right. like, "Oh, come right. on! That's June. <laughs> right. like, That's so dramatic. Be, come on, totally. yeah, every, come on." Come on, everybody, settle down. That's weeks from now. It'll be fine. And then I think about,
3: had we just done what we did, which was, okay, let's let's stop down. Let's all go home. Mm -hmm. Let's stay home Mm -hmm. for 21 days, maybe 30 days, and then we'll come back. Mm -hmm. If the whole country had done that, Literally just if we had any kind of government at that time and they just said, okay, what New Zealand did, everyone, we have to shut down. We're going to, we're going to send people checks. Everybody's going to stay home. You'll get paid for the month. And we would be in such a different place than we are now. And it's kills me that that we, we did everything but that. And so it was like such an insane uh, it was like a, a, a like a horror movie because it was like you would see people saying like, "Oh, it's it, it, what are you an idiot for wearing a mask?" and the, like I like, uh-huh. was like, "What? <laughs> what are you talking about? Like every like what was up became down. What you know this the, the sky suddenly turned you know green instead of blue. It was like nothing made sense. Like you saw even people uh-huh. I knew." Who, who I thought were, you know, semi-intelligent people were, were like acting like nothing was happening and going, going yeah. to having parties. And it was crazy. And, and then to yeah. see it ripple across the country and to see, you know, how, how much of an idiocracy we had turned into, like, you know, there was always yeah. glimmers of it. But like this was just full blown, you know, anti-intellectualism, uh, you know, a complete lack of critical thinking. And it, it was this mm-hmm. frightening portrait that I think we just I don't think we were aware of. I think we could joke about it in comedy and like it's, you know, everything's always blown up to the nth degree. Um, but then to see it in practice and to see um how the, the casualties just started piling up and the hospitals were overwhelmed. And yet people just didn't want to believe what they were seeing. It was bizarre, bizarre. Yeah. It
1: has always been from the beginning, um, It like this is a thing we've never seen before. So what version of of what we always do is going to work against it. Right? right, right. You know what I mean? Like, we never for a minute were like, we actually have to do a thing we've never done before. Right. And and like, as you've said, a month of stopping everything down would have not only saved lives, but would have in the end been so much less totally. taxing on our economy than this has been. So like, it's all just been such, it's been so completely like quarter assed. Yeah. That it's you know, and we're now we're just fucking stuck here.
3: And I'm always surprised, and I shouldn't be, but like, you know, it's like when you see someone from your group, like like when I would uh-huh. see, like I would drive through West Hollywood, and I would see gays, like uh, you know, gay people, and I say gays affectionately because I am one, but like I would see gays, <laughs> men and women, and uh, without masks, having drinks. Hanging out, arm shoulder to shoulder. I was like, "What's what's wrong with us? We should know better yeah. than any community." Like, hey, there's this new virus that could be lethal. We should we should maybe be safe. Yeah. And it, I don't know. Yeah. I shouldn't be shocked because you know. Gay people are, are people too, but it just that it always surprises me. You know, it's like when I found out Monica Lewinsky was Jewish. I was like, come on. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I had hoped her name ended in an "i," and then when I saw the Y, I was like, "No, you you know better." But um, so, but anyway, I'm I'm uh, hopeful yeah. that at least there, you know, people are starting to get vaccinated, and and this will mm-hmm. this will start to become something that's under control, but. Yeah. Now that there is a little bit of a light at the end of the tunnel,
0: are there plans to do the documentary or it's, it's too soon for that?
3: It's funny. You should ask. I just emailed about that. Um, I know that they were because the, the, the project became got folded into the Netflix is Netflix is a joke festival, um, which made sense. And I was happy about that. Um, But obviously they had to cancel the festival. So now it's a matter of they're discussing rescheduling it. And it's kind of hard to do because it's such a massive festival. It is lit. It's like the biggest comedy festival anyone has ever attempted to put together. And so I think that, you know, they want to make certain that, that, you know, this is going, if they reschedule a date, it's going to happen. So I think it's a matter of probably a little more time and waiting to see, you know, the, the vaccination rates and the incidence rates and and then reexamining like what what actually is realistic. So when that happens, then we'll get back up and running. My hope is that we can maybe start a little sooner because we have other components, uh, you know, and there's a there's a big live uh, performance component to it. But there also is a historical component that, um, you know, that we can start working on and get back to working on um, in addition to doing interviews and things like that. Because that, that, yeah. I have shot some stuff during COVID, so it's possible, um, you know, especially one person, you know, sit down interviews, I think we could do. Um, I just shot mm-hmm. a documentary and a, I came up with it um, years ago and I never did it. But I finally during COVID, I was like, oh, this is the perfect time to do it because it's all just... Uh, uh, single camera interviews, um, just one person at a time. Uh, and it was great to do and it was safe and easy. And, you know, we literally had three people. That's it. You know? Oh, wow. Can you
0: say what it is or any, anything
3: else about yeah, it? Yeah, I'll tell you interrupts. a little bit about it. It's, um, cause I don't think anyone will steal it. Um, it's called sail of the century and it's about, um, the world's largest lesbian cruise that sailed directly into a hurricane.
2: <laughs> oh.
0: wow when was this
3: 2009 wow. and i I've, I've always wanted to tell the story because i i was asked to go on it and i didn't go
2: but oh a lot God. of my
3: friends went and so i was hearing these unbelievable stories but in true lesbian fashion what i love so much <laughs> is that the hurricane was not the worst of it like like literally every person that went on it something terrible happened in addition to the hurricane so unrelated unrelated to to. wow it was pretty it's pretty great you know like like that's like meredith baxter was on board and that's where where she was outed um uh and oh like God. as soon as she got off the ship she had to go to the today show and come out to matt lauer um because taking her picture of the <laughs> <Jesus>. lesbian <laughs> hurricane crews but that's and that's just one story but like everyone had something monumental and life-changing happen and some of it it's just so hilarious to me because You know, it's so lesbian that like it's quintessentially (laughs) lesbian, but yet it will be a film for everybody because it's it's sort of, you know, it's it's Christopher Guest, but in real life, you know, you just can't believe like the stories you're hearing and the things that people thought they should do to survive uh, a hurricane and and, you know, the fighting or the or the, you know, the hijinks. It's just, it's so funny. And what I love too, is that at the end of it, you know, a lot of the people are like, yeah, I would do it again. (laughs) 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 Like it was, it was a highly discounted rate. I I would do it again. Um, (laughs) Oh God. Anyways, that's, I, I, I've shot it all and we're just editing Ugh. it now. And um, I'm excited because it's very funny. And it's really just one of those longest stories ever told and just intercutting between the different people. And it's, it's just so funny. You know, it's, it's like, oh my God. I, mean, I can't wait. Like one person is like, uh, you know, I, I don't know how anyone could have slept through this. It was um, like, I thought we were going to die and then cut to the next person. Who's like, I slept through the entire thing. I had, I had no idea. Like I, I got really drunk at the opening night, you know, like it's just, if you just keep going back and forth and it's, it's just great storytelling and so much fun. And I love all the women who agreed to be in it. Um, they're, they're all great and so funny and, but you know, oh, we, we don't, we, we don't play it for laughs. We really play it straight. And I think that's how it works so well. Um, Oh, yeah. Sale of the century. Oh, my God. I can't wait. (laughs) It's just getting worse.
0: You know what just occurred to me? Speaking of getting worse, I was thinking, when's the last time I, I saw you? And it was fall of 2016. This was after the election, but not that long after the election. I was at the Hudson with our friend Bruce Daniels oh. and our friend Sloan was in town, oh, yeah. and you came and you came in late for drinks with big news and this was one of those sort of like fleeting headlines of like these like glimmers of hope about um, a possible recount or something in one of the states that might actually tip our way. Right. And we were suddenly like, oh my God, this is this is it. It's gonna be okay. (laughs) I left drinks that night, being like Paige Hurwitz told me. There's a recount uh,
3: and it's gonna happen. I know. I I was grasping for straws. I was like,
0: I mean, we all because
3: again, it was literally just this it's been this surreal blip in time. Like it doesn't feel like it's like something happened collectively. So I could not believe, and I still cannot believe that the president of the united states was donald trump like that's just crazy like it's still hard to say out loud It's it's like, it's the worst person you could pick. Like, it, it just, it, it, I was like, maybe Morton Downey Jr. would have been worse. I don't know if you yeah. remember him. Yeah. I, I think he, he oh, could have course. been worse. But that's what it's like. It's like, like you. I was thinking yeah. like, if my father were alive and I said to him, you know, President Trump, he would be like, shut up. Like, <laughs> get yeah. out yeah. of here. And then it was, yeah. it's real. It happened. And people still was, are still going. They wanted to have it. So at that time, Matt, I apologize if I gave you false no. hope. I was so desperate.
0: Uh, honestly, you gave me the only, like, moment of happiness I had that entire <laughs> month, I think. so.
3: It was so de-
0: But it was God. similar to the last time you guys saw each other, where it was sort of early murmurings of a disaster, but we didn't mm-hmm. quite know where it was going to go.
1: Right. And, wow. This is so far, the catastrophe episode. I know, episode. I'm so
3: glad wow. to be a part of it. Um, thank I mean, you. The, it's, the, the it, massive mega disaster the, the episode. Uh, I know. I'm sorry, but it, but uh, no. although I, I the the I will say about the cruise is that like you you get such inspiration from it because like oh, as every day went on, it was like something t- more and more terrible happened. They got like, att- like yeah. a- attacked, like attacked Belize, like oh, just crazy things were happening, and they just kept going. Like they were like, okay, and then we're gonna have a comedy show, and like so, it's, like, <laughs> it's in the end, it winds up being sort oh. of. A, a testament to the human spirit, you know, the resilience of it. Um,
1: the resilience of the
2: lesbian spirit. Yes, and spirit. so I
3: think with us, like, we all survived this insane four years, and I think that yeah. speaks to our resilience because yeah. uh, no one would, uh, this would have been like uh, unfathomable to e- even just yeah. 20 years ago. And
1: it's it insane. It is, so... It's still insane. The the Donald Trump Jr. videos that we're seeing where he's just like in his basement with guns behind him, just with the angle Worst down angle. below and, and like and he's sweating. And it's just it's like it feels like the era is over and they're trying to revive it and it's just not working. It's like a, a very bad reboot or like when the village people were new wave for five minutes. Yes. It's like, no, no, the world's different now, guys. It's you gotta, true. to
3: it's like it's, it's, it's not like your any time. like bad reality show, like when it's past its prime yeah. and then like some of the peripheral characters become more and more desperate, you know, to stay on yeah. the show and keep the show going. Yeah. So it was like it all kind of started to really unravel with like I, I think it was Giuliani's hair dye moment for me, when yeah. I was like, oh, the show's <laughs> over. <laughs> like, yeah, it's yeah, canceled, yeah. <laughs> done. It's just like he was, the, like that too was just brilliant uh, comedy, that total landscaping, yeah. I'll never forget it um, because there was just so much stupidity behind it. And yet it, you have to give it to him because he was so desperate to keep the show going. That he was just like yeah. fine, fine. We'll we'll have the press conference here. But uh, somebody, somebody uh-huh. staple some flyers <laughs> behind me, and it's totally normal. Just everybody act normal, and <laughs> we're gonna do this. And it was like, the oh. thought never occurred to them. Like, okay, let's cancel. <laughs> it was just <laughs> like, no, this scene has to happen. We've got the crew, we have craft <laughs> services, we have to shoot today. And and uh, so I think Don Jr. is just you know another byproduct of like a sinking reality ship, and so and, yeah. and I think another one who's desperately like trying to get into the spinoff is Ted Cruz because I saw him today yeah. uh, speaking and he's adopted Don Jr.'s look now. Like he has this beard yeah. and, and like, you know, the slicked back hair and the suit and he's, and he, he's really like a jackass, you know, he was talking to the audience uh-huh. and he's like, he, when his opening line was like, hello, Orlando, it's not as nice as Cancun, but, <laughs> uh-huh. and I was like, what? oh no, he's doing time. <laughs> like, he's, he's taking a yes. page. He's doing an act now, and he's
1: workshopping.
3: So, like you know, he's like in talks with like Mark Burnett, or you know, like somebody's got to produce Uh his his inauguration and his campaign. And it's really it's sad. It's a sad state of affairs. It's It's sad. sad.
0: That's not one of the comedy specials that you're going to be producing (laughs) for Netflix. (laughs) Yes. Ted. <laughs> oh, my God. The Ted Cruz Hour
1: Bunch of Productions he's presents Ted, Ted Cruz. Cruz. you know I will say I am very happy. I am happy to to hang out in this reality where he's an open micer mm-hmm. for a little bit because he is like if that's where the movement is. Yeah. Great. Because th- none of these people have charisma. None of these people are funny. They have nothing but like um resentment. To put on Front Street, and it and it is impossible, it is impossible to support them. All of the people at CPAC now are like fans of a band that is in decline, right. and and yeah. they're just like they're like, okay, we're gonna stay for the new hits because because I have a tattoo, right? Exactly, <laughs> I have a warrant <laughs> tattoo, so I'm gonna I'm gonna stick it. Out through this show at the whiskey, right. even though it's terrible, you know, their heart isn't right. in it. So it's like, great, hang out, listen, listen to fucking Ted Cruz do his, uh, you know, principal Skinner impression or whatever it is he does, because that's that is the end. Well, that is yeah, we I, are.
3: But here's the here's what I was thinking like, is the the danger that we're in with this. Because you can see that all of the cable news channels, which just enjoyed their, like, highest ratings in in right. history over the last five years, like, they can't yeah. let go of it. And so instead of rep- going back to, like, hey, here's what happened in the news today, it's, like, they don't want, the, they know that the eyeballs are only coming with the sensational and the crazy so now instead of like saying, OK, we're done with that era and that reality show, let's now turn our attention to the the president and the new policies and the programs. And instead, it's like, all they're literally giving Biden like five percent of the coverage and still 95 percent. Mm. Now it's to the whole Republican Party clown show. And th- my yeah. fear is that, you know, that's how Trump. Got elected. It's like you you give them coverage that they can't even buy, and so if the Democrats are sitting there like, okay, we're going to pass this bill and that bill, and nobody knows about it, nobody cares about it, and all anybody's talking about is the, the, what's going to happen with Trump, the Republicans, I we're that's that's dangerous for us, and I I don't yeah. know. I, I was thinking like, you know, does Kamala? Start maybe Kamala starts doing stand-up and she goes around mm-hmm. the country, she follows uh-huh. like the cruise opens for her, and then like they pack up the C pack, and then Kamala is like, Okay, now your headliner, Kamala Harris, and she comes out and she does, you know. I, I don't know how we combat it, but it's like it, yeah. because that's the universe we're in where you know the news on television is purely ratings driven and so whatever's yeah. going to get the eyeballs is what they're covering yeah oh.
1: yeah but the 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 thing the notion that uh, underneath it all is that policy cannot ever be compelling television
3: exactly wait t- t-
1: which makes me sad. I, I wish I wish somebody would be like, okay, if that's if the thing is ratings, then how do we take the mundane? How can there be a glass blowing show on Netflix that people fucking rave about? I have to say, I I have to say, I just watched that. I loved it. Yeah. I loved the glass
3: blowing show. I, I thought <laughs>
1: What is the glass blowing it. show? Oh, you
3: have to watch it's it.
1: It's uh it's like Bake off but it's glass called, blowing. Um, What's it called? The Great the, no, the blow, blow
3: Some stupid <laughs> you know, some awful pun. But it, blown yeah, blown, away, way, blown away. away. Thank you, Renee.
1: Producer Renee in the chat. Thank blown you, thank away.
3: <laughs> Force my you, I come up with like a filthy pun. But um, <laughs> Like, it would never be called that but uh, get blown is terrible but um <laughs> it, it, the voting is not that much better but it's really it's so compelling you get sucked in I'm um, sorry sorry again uh, you get you, get you get we're there you g- we're there there's nothing that can be done in because it's like all right what's this all about and they they were so smart about it because they made they set it in this like cool industrial space and they have like the c- contestants were all kind of hipstery and um so you're like i don't know this doesn't look like other competition shows let me let me check it out and then they really actually teach you about glass blowing which i didn't know very much about and you know i aside from knowing that it was like oh i think sand is what you use to make glass because i remember as a child we were in israel once over read the sand it was so hot and i we were on the beach and I got off the towel and I, I swore to my mother that the sand was literally turning into glass as I was walking. Mm-hmm. Cause it was so hot. Mm-hmm. And I was like, how does it, how do people live here? But anyway, it was, <laughs> so that was literally the only thing I knew and it's so compelling. You're like into it. It's like a really great art form that you don't see very much of. And the, the people uh-huh. were all cool. They cast it really well. And then they actually made things and they made things that were really cool and fun to watch. So it's definitely it's not Tiger King, but it's worthwhile. Okay. I, do, I think it's really uh-huh. a nice a nice balance to Tiger King.
1: I'm sold. God Ti- Tiger King seems like it Six was years ago 10 yeah. years ago.
3: That's how fast we consume content.
1: I'm telling you. So what have you been, what did you, what was your comfort? What did you cling to immediately?
3: Um, There's a few things that I watched. Uh, I mean, like everybody else, it's like, there's certain shows I'm hooked on and I'm like, hurry up with your next season already. So like the crown, Mm -hmm. of course, um, uh, I, I think that it's just, I wasn't that happy with this season, to be honest. Um, yeah because it felt like uh, now it became too soap operatic this season i prefer the seasons that were more steeped in history like world you know world history Mm -hmm. and i I think that's much more interesting than you know princess dies you know having an affair who I, i don't care about that yeah um but still having said that it's so well acted and so well shot and you know it's it's a terrific show. Um, The other thing I really loved that I found was a show a friend of mine uh, directed. It's called Feel Good. Um, It's a Canadian show starring comedian Mae Martin. Oh, yeah. um, It's a nice little lesbian comedy. And it's, um, I think they, they had two seasons so far. But it's so good. It's so well done. It's smart. It's funny. I laughed out loud. It was great um writing that one down yeah it, it's like and it, i was so happy to see it because i would never have seen it otherwise had netflix not put it on so um yeah. that was great i made a list actually of other things that i you know what i just started rewatch
1: <laughs> <comes prepared. laughs>
3: well the, you know what dave i i have menopause brain which is a terrible thing <laughs> and it means i can't remember anything like at all Really? And no one tells you that this is what's going to happen. Like, they prepare you, and when you go to school, they prepare you for, like, this is how your body works, and here's the things you need to know about sex. No one, like, pulls the girls aside and says, listen, ladies, you've got, like, 40 to 50 years tops, and then after that, Uh everything will just immediately go into decline." So you you won't be able to remember anything, your vision. You're legally blind from 50 on. Nobody tells you. Um, And then periodically, it just feels like you've been um, slid into a kiln. And and, (laughs) because if you knew that. Like oh, what I would do now differently. Um, yeah. Oh, you know what I loved. I have to say, I didn't. I didn't want to like it. I thought I was going to hate it because I thought it was going to be like a children's movie. But I loved The Prom or Prom. Oh. I thought it was so funny. Did you guys like it?
0: I I, I did not see it, <sighs> but I I didn't hear. I wasn't hearing great things about it. But now I'm intrigued.
3: Dave, you didn't like it. Yeah. I could tell by the side. I didn't.
0: I didn't. I
1: didn't okay. like it. I didn't okay. like it. Um, it could it could have been the James Corden <laughs> <laughs> of it all. What, what, what I don't about know.
3: that? Like, why the James Corden of it? <sighs> because it really
1: seemed broad, <laughs> you know. And I know it's a big <laughs> character and stuff, but it's um, I I think that there is a. Um, Not that I believe 100% of the time that only queer people should play queer people. But in a time like this, when um, straight people get to play gay a lot and it doesn't really go the other way. Mm -hmm. Right, right. um, Especially a character, and I don't remember his whole arc. I just remember his affect, right? And and there is um, gay men... Tend to have a relationship with their gay voice. That um, some work to lose it, and then later reclaim it. Some work to lose it and never get it back. Some never lose it, and and that becomes like their armor, and they find their tribe in the world, and the thing that you know gave them angst about themselves becomes their superpower, and that animates it. And all like there are all of those things that I think are informed by the gay male experience Mm -hmm. and maybe not a name, maybe not somebody on the level of a James Corden, um, could have pulled it off, but make, but also maybe with a Ryan Murphy movie with Meryl Streep and Nicole Kidman, you don't also need a James Corden. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and and you can maybe elevate somebody who has that lived experience and could bring that depth to it, rather than doing what for me was was uh, 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 an an impression. I understand. You know, of a, a, gay a bit waiter. of a
0: caricature. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I remember. See, I have not seen the movie, but I remember seeing like a lot of sort of outrage about James Corden on gay Twitter, and not and genuinely not understanding it at first because I forgot that he is
3: straight me too me too Lexi. that's the thing I, right. I, I i you know what uh, for some reason in my mind i have him in the gay column and maybe and i don't know yeah. why but th- you're right that's exactly what i think matt like i just yeah i didn't i didn't it didn't hit me that way but i get that yeah. ma- but now that you say it dave it makes it's a very fair criticism yeah
1: and there's a thing, you know, last night, last night we watched the John Marco Saresi uh comedy special on uh Amazon. Oh, Do you I know don't. him? I don't he's a young comedian, he's very, very funny, super charming, um, but he's like a straight musical theater uh-huh. guy. And he's a little bit effeminate, uh-huh. and and he's like it's it's funny to watch somebody like that, just be kind of like an effeminate musical theater guy, but also not have a relationship right, with it. Right. You know what I mean? Just be like fully confident with it. It's like he reads a little bit gay, but then you hear him talk for five minutes and you're like, that is absolutely right. straight. That guy has no, he's never had to think about his behavior once in right, his life. Right. And and it's like, it's a very, it's a different performance. Yes, Definitely. You know, so
3: anyway. uh, yeah, I, I, it's called shelf life. It's no, great, no, special. No, I, it's funny. I, I want to watch it. I, I, I'm glad. Yeah, so. I, I like learning about them. Um, and but I, I think uh, that's a very valid criticism of of prom. I will tell you what I did like about it was I actually thought the, the writing, there were some lines in there that genuinely made me laugh out loud. And just some moments that were like details, like there's, <laughs> there's kind of a running joke about um, one of the characters, and now I can't even remember because, like I said, I can't remember anything, um, has to go uh, like on, on tour with the traveling cast, revival cast of Godspell. And so everyone's kind of like, you know, oh God, you know that's, like, that's literally like the worst yeah. thing that can happen to an actor. And then, uh-huh. like, you kind of forget about it. And then all of a sudden, there's this scene that is set on on the bus, and and James Corden and um, uh, Meryl Streep, all, they all have to hitch a ride on the bus. And up until that point, you'd kind of forgotten about the Godspell of it all. But it was just like, and they didn't hit you over the head with it, which I love. But it was just like they're there, the characters are all fighting with each other in the front of the bus, but in the back of the bus, you can just very quietly hear them rehearsing, um, prepare ye the way of the Lord. Uh-huh.
2: Uh-huh.
3: <laughs> like I love details like that it just makes me so happy because um yeah. you know it was easily something to just throw away and or yeah. or to hit over the head really hard and they didn't and so I really right. love that and there were moments like that throughout that I think worked well because they played against the big over the top and so uh. I don't know i I like sometimes I just love absurdity and I like big and absurd, not slapstick, but absurd. And um, so it, it for on that level, it kind of delivered for me. But I totally hear I'm, what you're saying.
1: I'm willing to revisit it. I, I think I think I was like, hmm, like arms were folded at the very beginning. And I, I don't right. you know. I, I think I didn't. Let it yeah, I.
3: i not. Totally and I love Andrew yeah. Reynolds. Like I think he's so talented. Yeah. yeah. He's it, like I could watch. Yeah, can do no yeah I could watch him in anything. Like he just. I, I love him so much. The other thing i wanted to talk about um if i can um yeah, so yeah. by accident not by accident but i i'm i'm doing this thing and i hope people will get excited about it and participate in it it's just germinating now but i think it's going to be great so you know how they do the verses
0: yeah the verses
1: yeah. Uh, the, like the patty labelle uh, gladys knight thing oh the verses yes sorry yeah,
3: yeah. okay so I I have noticed that my friend Wanda and her wife Alex uh, have been posting a lot of videos lately because you know it's everyone's losing their minds and quarantine so they're posting all these videos of themselves you know having a glass of wine and dancing and and you know dancing for a long period of time and they're really having a great time at the same exact time my friend Gina Yashre and her partner Nina have also been posting themselves dancing uh, at home. And I'm like, well, this is kind of funny because it's two Mm -hmm. lesbian couples. Each couple happens to be an international couple, one American, one European, uh, Mm -hmm. one comedian, one civilian. And they're doing these like, like sort of bizarre, like, dance videos so i was like Mm -hmm. as a joke i made a versus for wanda and alex take on gina and nina in a lesbian (laughs) dance-off and the the response was really great and so then i was like huh maybe we should do this for real and like we could raise money and whatever so I I just wanted to test the waters with Gina and I texted her and I was like, huh, look, it looks like Wanda and Alex are really trying to outdo you and and Nina in the dance department. And she immediately texted back and she was like, we will never be beaten. And I was like, okay, this is, this is going to work. And so (laughs) I said, I asked Wanda and Wanda was like, I love this idea. Let's do it. So we're going to do this. Um, and I think I'm calling it right now, Les groove. Um, and oh, and we'll start with Page. Wanda and Alex versus Gina and Nina, and we'll raise money for charity. Um, and then I think we line up like a whole uh, group like Fortune loves to dance. She does her ice cream dance. So yeah. we do like Fortune and Jack's can be like another duo. And then they go up against, you know, whatever the Brandy Carlisle and her partner. Mm-hmm. And we just do a lesbian dance off. Um, and I, and I'm, I'm hoping that like we, it takes off and we can raise some money and maybe also oh. do it for like around pride, maybe on Dyke night, the Friday night, we, we do it and we really go big with it. So That's I love grooved. it. I'm so. Do you think I love people it. would watch it? Oh, I would God, watch yes. it. I think so. Yeah, I think me too.
1: I, w- I would sue for uh, gay male representation. I w- I would sue for okay. access.
3: Uh, th- now the, yeah. I figured that would happen. So yeah, <laughs> Dave, yeah. yeah. And then we'll do yeah.
0: brackets, and we'll essentially do the gay guys against the yeah, lesbians, so the best you know? gay
3: couple yeah. against the best yeah. lesbian couple. We, like we finally yeah. just yes. have now, it out yeah right yeah yeah now, as I say <laughs> this, as I
1: say this, I am certain that Ben and I would be knocked out in the very first round. I don't know we about that. we have ourselves posted many late night whiskey fueled uh dance videos on Instagram and whatever, just short, dumb little things uh when we're like playing records and whatever, and I forget that I have teenage nieces and nephews, and then and then and then it's like time goes on, I'm like, oh okay, that's I'm an old person making an ass of himself on Instagram. I don't know about that. But we do but we do them. I, I, I am certain though that other gay couples will fully have costumes, have coordination, have, you know Things that we lack.
3: And you're yeah. right about that.
1: But I'm willing to try. But I I'm think that's
3: good because we need to show the the uh, diversity within the community itself. Mm-hmm. So I think that's mm-hmm. good. So we show like mm-hmm. that you guys are really, you're not flamboyant costumers. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, you're, you're not interested in, in wigs and sequins necessarily. Not uninterested, no, but, but just like, that's, that's, they're that's, not on right, hand. Right. That's not your like lane every day you Know, yeah, um, yeah. and yeah, then yeah. you know, we have other people that are, but I think, but yeah. I I think, you know, unlike everything else that always happens with the lesbians do it first and then the gay men come and then take it from us, I think, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, the cafe, we won't do that San to Francisco, you, yeah. like, like the Normandy sure. room, which is now called gym, um. Ugh,
0: uh, Jim is at RIP. Oh, is it dead? I yeah. Jim what bars, happened? Yeah. I think so. Oh, because of the pandemic. What happened? No, I thought you meant yeah.
3: pre. Okay.
0: Oh yeah. yeah no, man. I believe that has been a casualty. I'm, I think a lot of yeah. them have been a casualty.
1: Jim and Rage and um and the Gold Coast.
3: Oh, that's gone too. That needed oh, yeah. to go. I hate to say. Oh, that was my favorite. No, really. It was, oh yeah. Was, I, always, I felt like I was going to get hookworm there.
1: Yeah, no, it's bad news, and that's why it's yeah. that's why it's yeah. so great.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's,
1: it, it, it it satisfies on every level. But no, I mean I, the, the gay male version could never hope to be more than the Bachelorette totally. to Les Grooves the that's Bachelor. Right. That's yeah. right. It's a different. It's a different lesser thing. It'll it's only after it's after Les Groove has been on for a few seasons right. do we even start to think right. about it. And these then things. what will but,
3: likely happen is like we'll do Les Groove on like a shoestring budget. And like yeah. it will be, you know, somewhat ramshackle. Um yeah. and you know, it's like we'll have technical problems. Um <laughs> like the the mm-hmm. the dance floors, if you will. Like the respective homes, you know, they'll be like poorly lit or, you know, improperly lit or, you know, like somebody didn't make the bed, something like that. And but it will still uh, succeed despite all of that. And like maybe because of, course, of all of it's got that, spirit. because it's it's like it's, it's kind of, you know, ramshackle. And then yeah. the guys will come in and they'll have um, an eight figure production budget and that's
0: Ryan Murphy great. is that's, right. Uh, producing
3: that's exactly and, right yeah. and it will be uh like a buzzfeed yeah. berkeley uh musical production and it will just blow us and, out of the water and what we'll, and yeah. here's
1: what will also happen here's what will also happen i will get to producers as host uh-huh. and it'll and it'll go to james corden
3: that's right <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Look at that's how you did exactly that. what's you gonna happen right back beautifully <laughs> well done. Like perfectly. thank
2: you
1: so much Paige so we
0: can't let you go without asking what's going on in your dating life if anything
3: um well I have a girlfriend a uh, partner mm-hmm. um, who's lovely Um she yes, Dave's met her um and has been to um I think both bar houses. Did you go to her house too, or just mine?
1: Um, I think okay. just yours.
3: Um, but
1: but now I have a goal. She's great. Is that her?
3: Well, Is that her own uh, i i, I, I don't think i don't i i don't know could be she could be saying like stop okay. talking about me uh, <laughs> I can this, feel it. she's private. she's a very private person we, i mean we both kind of are but it's like she's very yeah. she's a very private person, but the best so I'm very lucky and then oh well and and hopefully you guys will promote uh we have a couple of shows coming up, so um we have the upshaws. On Netflix, which is a new sitcom,
1: Upshaw's on Netflix. And um, okay. it's going
3: to be coming out in May, and Wanda yeah. uh, co-created it, and she's starring in it uh, with Mike Epps and Kim Fields. And not to give too much away, but there is a gay, an African American gay male character as well. Um, and it's a it's a really good show. It's so funny. It's a sitcom. And but it's very grounded and takes on like some really great issues. And, um, you know, we thought it would be um, good to see number one, uh, a, a black family on television that we haven't really seen um that is you know a, a realistic portrait of, of a family who have all kinds of you know issues that we all deal with and then some that are particular to them but then also that includes have having the relationship between a dad and his gay son and a dad who doesn't really know that his son is gay number one but then also how to have navigate that relationship um and I, we haven't really seen that in a sitcom, and in a sitcom yeah. with um, a black family. And so, I think it's really, I think there's some really groundbreaking things about the show. But that is one part of it that I'm very excited about, and I, I think people will really respond to. So I hope, I hope people tune in. But it's, we'll be watching in May. Yeah, it, on Netflix. Yes. So it's called okay. The Outsiders. So definitely watch that. Awesome. Yes. Congratulations. Um, Page. All right, that's all I got. I, uh, I, I mean, it, this it's, is uh, our favorite episode ever. I just like, vomited, ever. talked nonstop, so I apologize. Yeah, you did. And it was beautiful. I, I, I don't know how to say
0: this other than that it is just so much fun to hear you talk. And <laughs> it, 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 it's, that's just the truth.
3: It's <laughs> true. It, uh, I'm telling you the truth. Uh, man does not lie. All
0: right, fine.
3: Um,
1: Paige, you're the greatest. You know,
3: I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and we'll see you guys in person soon, I hope. Yes, please.
0: It's
1: in the after, the beautiful
3: in the after after times.